The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I've been joking since the beginning of the show that we would have full team coverage of the Britney Spears divorce coming up. We, we won't actually. I it's the I know you don't care. I don't care. Um, uh, it's in in you know. I, I wish her happiness. I don't expect it though. Poor poor girl. Well, she got pushed into the Disney machine and. <sighs> child star thing doesn't usually work out i mean most of the time it's tough if you'd have handed me a whole bunch of money when i was 16 years old 18 years old 20 years old i'd have ruined my life i guarantee you with an exploitive set of parents and the rest of it even if you went in with a good brain it'd be hard to come out of it with it. being a super hot young woman doesn't help things either uh he's he the the dancer aspiring actor dude who's 20 years younger than her um is alleging she was cheating on him anyway her, her cheating on her Cheating on him. There you go. I got the pronouns right. She was cheating on well him. Well done. What Thank you. Thank you very much. But here's the only reason I bring it up. She, uh, blindingly hot when she was younger. I mean, who will, if you're a male, who will ever forget the Super Bowl performance where she came out with the snake? I mean, that's like emblazoned in your brain. You can't help it. Yeah. Uh, you know, and now she's 41, 42, whatever, very attractive. But she is going to be a very entertaining like 50-year-old, I think. A very entertaining <laughs> 50 to 60-year-old, pastor prime, still posting half-naked Instagrams. Oh, Madonna style. Yeah, yeah. weirder and weirder boy toys. Maybe, just, maybe uh, just, too much work. Yeah, exactly. Done, I think yeah. she's going to be a very entertaining for us all as she gets older. There you go. It's kind of a <sighs> gift to the tabloids. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. It's all kind of tawdry. Oh, it's incredibly tawdry me, but... and sickening. Yeah, I got to admit, when I saw her, I mean, she went from jailbait, the infamous Rolling Stone uh, shoot, to like crazy hot sex pot, now looking like 
road hard, put away wettish. Well, Federline, just... her ex that has the kids, claims she's a meth person. I don't, I don't have any idea if that's true or not. I remember when she shaved her head, and that was the object of so much wonderment and, 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 and laughter. And we had a couple of people email us and say, dudes, she's fighting for custody with these kids. They check your hair because it retains drug uh, evidence of drug use much longer than your bloodstream. That's why she shaved her head. Don't you think that's a little odd? I feel like her teeth are looking a little more gnarly. She stays skinny somehow. That would be one way to do it, obviously. Yeah, um, dancing a couple hours a day true, would do that. True. That's how I stay fit. But, you know, all the all the nudie pictures on the Instagram, I mean, that, that's, that's not good, solid mental health behavior there. But here's my prediction. Uh, we're a dozen years away from marriage number six, washing herself with a rag on a stick. That's my prediction. <laughs> and hopefully, wow. we're, hopefully we're still doing the show at that point and I can cash in on being accurate. Wow, give me a signal when you're ready to move on. I'm ready. <laughs> this is just not good. My little body can't handle all of that. Yeah. Oh, on a much, much more serious note, uh, an update on what exactly happened in Maui. And uh, Californians especially are going to recognize a couple of themes about wildly irresponsible utilities and the corrupt governments that uh, that enabled them. So stay tuned for that in a moment or two. First, though, as long as we're talking lifestyle stuff, this is this is the ultimate. Everybody can relate to it. This is a headline in the New York New York Times. It could have been anywhere. Can't hear the dialogue in your streaming show. You're yes. not alone. Yes, yeah, so maddening. Drives me crazy. Many of us stream shows and movies with the subtitles on all the time. Um, Judy and I struggle with this all the time. It's so difficult not to read the subtitle first right. as it pops up on the screen. Then it ruins the timing of the joke. Well, sure, yeah, and by, and by definition, if you're looking at the, the the words, you can't enjoy the visuals as well. Right. And I oftentimes watching TV long for the old TV with a little speaker where it's all mid-range and I'm just getting the voice so loud because I struggle to hear the dialogue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all about mid-range and treble. And and for what it's worth, I've I've really helped. We've got you know that surround sound system type soundbar. I I don't even remember. I guess it's big speakers in our family room. But um, you crank the treble, folks. Crank crank the treble and some mid-range. That's where speech resides, and not the sound effect stuff. But anyway, you're not alone in the streaming era. Consumption, uh, video consumption shifts from movie theaters toward content shrunk down for television, tablets, and smartphones. Making dialogue crisp and clear has become the entertainment world's toughest technology challenge. About 50% of Americans and the majority of young people, so it's not that you're deaf, watch videos with subtitles most of the time, according to surveys, because we're struggling to figure out what the hell the actors are saying. And it'll be distracting, so we'll turn it off for five minutes, and I'll miss like three key lines, and I'll say... We got to go back. Well, and if you have, if you get the, if you're just doing, if it's just dialogue on there and you get the volume cranked up to where you can hear it, when some sound effects comes along, it's definitely loud. Yeah. Yeah. So it's getting worse, uh, say experts in the field. Um, How the they, issue is comp. Yes. How did it get here and not get fixed? I mean, it's so obvious to me as a guy who's kind of in the sound business. 
Yeah, you got so into the music and the, 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 the explosions and everything like that that the dialogue, which is what most people want to hear, is receded in the background with the way you got it EQ'd. It's so obvious. Why have they not fixed it yet? It's a complex series of issues, Jack. Myriad factors at play. In big movie productions, professional sound mixers calibrate audio levels for traditional theaters with robust speaker systems capable of delivering a wide range of frequency and sound from spoken words to loud gunshots. But when you stream that content through an app on a TV, smartphone, or tablet, the audio has been downmixed or compressed to carry the sounds through tiny, relatively weak speakers. It doesn't help that TVs keep getting thinner and more minimal in design. To emphasize the picture, Many modern flat screen TVs hide their speakers, blasting sound away from your oh, ears. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's the thing that bothers me. And I was telling the kids the reason I can't hear it. The speakers on the back facing the wall. Like that, That's why right. I can't hear it. There are also issues specific to streaming. Unlike broadcast TV programs, which must adhere to regulations that forbid them from exceeding specific loudness levels, there are no such rules for streaming apps. That means sound may be wildly inconsistent from app to app, program to program. Um, although you have to repeatedly adjust your volume settings. Yeah, we do that already. That's a stupid paragraph. Anyway. But if um, you didn't used to have to do that, though, if you're switching channels and all of a sudden one of them was way louder than the other. We do that all the time. We're watching a show. We're watching a movie. Then we flip over to a different uh, streaming service or show, and it's just, oh, it's definitely loud. My kids are putting their hands on their ears saying, Dad, it's nuts. So there are also some dialogue enhancers that are rolling out in apps. I know nothing about this. I read um, about that and thought I got to look into it because I just flat can't hear what people are saying in the shows. And they make the point not everybody wants to spend more money to fix sound on a TV that already costs hundreds right. of dollars. But uh, let's see. In April, Amazon rolled out an accessibility feature called Dialogue Boost for a small number of shows. To use it, you open the language options, choose in English Dialogue Boost High. Uh, with the dialogue boost turned on uh, and the sound bar turned off, I picked scenes that were hard to hear, jotted down what I thought the actors had said. That You shouldn't have to do that. That's funny. Let's jot um, down what we think the actors said and compare it to the actual dialogue. <laughs> yeah, and it didn't really help. Uh, so they, they go through a bunch of sound bars and appraise which one helps the most. There's no magic bullet. You know, that reminds me, I, I texted to Jack and Hanson a, uh, it's a, a Twitter feed called The Right Movies, All the Right Movies, I think, that had a long, long, long feature on Apocalypse Now. But they went into the development of uh, movie surround sound and Dolby 5.1 and stuff like that. Really super interesting. I'll try to find that and post a link at armstrongandgetty.com. If you're into movies and sound and, you know, entertainment, it was really cool. Well, the most recent movie I've been to, I saw Oppenheimer, and I didn't realize there was something between regular movies and IMAX. And there are a couple of other levels that I wasn't even aware of. Maybe all are aware of it. But anyway, so there's the various things in between. And then the next level down from IMAX is what I saw. It's called RX or IR or something like that. I don't know what it was. But anyway, the picture was noticeably better. But the sound was so loud, I left the theater with that feeling you get when you leave a concert, you know, where you're wow. like walking through the parking lot and your ears are kind of ringing and it's a little hard to hear. And it yeah. lasts a while from watching yeah. a movie. Wow. That's not good. No, 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 no. Anyway, gonna... I remember uh, our old producer, Sean, <laughs> was the first person I ever heard saying, uh, a younger person, because all young people, I guess, do this, mm. watch shows with the subtitles on. Man, hey, Hollywood or whoever, you have really, really 
missed the boat. If you spent all this time and effort to try to get the best sound ever, and all your young audience, which you're desperate to get, are watching with the subtitles on, you have failed at a maximum level. I think it's just hard to mix sound for innumerable different systems with all sorts of different qualities. Well, air toward the end of we can all hear the damn dialogue. That's a pretty good hint. You know what's interesting about the the majority of young people do that? I think it's because they aren't insecure about saying, I must be going deaf or something. Right. I got to run the... They're like, I can't hear it. Let's turn on the... Uh, you know, yeah. the closed captioning, whereas the rest of us are like, no, I'm going to I'm going to try my best to hear it because I don't want to admit I'm old. <laughs> yeah, I I oftentimes have to put my hands around my ears like like a cup to be able to hear various parts of a show. That's a ridiculous way to watch TV. Yeah. Yeah, agreed. So on a different topic, I remember sitting in a political science class at one point, and one of the professors pointed out that famine is almost never agricultural. It's always political. And I thought, wow, wait a minute. I never really thought about that, it that way. Deadly natural disasters are not always, but are very often political as well, mm. including the recent incomprehensible horror in Lahaina, Maui. Uh, an update on that story coming up. That's really interesting. A big Fox poll that came out. Yesterday, there are some numbers in there we haven't talked about yet. Maybe we'll get to that later. Stay tuned. Armstrong and Getty. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast NBA DNA with Hannah Storm digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, 
the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I thought I had an original thought yesterday, and I realized everybody thought the same thing on the same day. No. Vivek Ramaswamy is going to be the guy that comes out of next week's debate. A rock star. Going to change his situation. Um, but we can talk more about that later and next week, certainly. So we don't believe in uh, trigger warnings around here. That's stupid, and it infantilizes people, and it underestimates them and the rest of it. But if you were involved in the Paradise uh, Fire, the Camp Fire in California, as many of our beloved listeners uh, were, this might be somewhat triggering of the anger you've felt since. A couple of things uh, about the uh, awful fires in Maui, and I've got a pretty good vocabulary and i can't come up with words good enough to describe how awful it was there is really a nice story in the washington post i think they published it yesterday about a bunch of survivors of the fire in paradise california which was the deadliest american wildfire in 100 years until this one um a lot of the folks who survived that are pitching in and helping the folks in hawaii any way they can including the mundane but incredibly helpful here's this one woman 74 year old gal um but what is her name? Pam Harris, God bless her, who has dove into, dived into the process of helping survivors file paperwork. She understood how incredibly time-consuming and energy-depleting that process can be. I can't even imagine having lost everything and then you're oh. in a paperwork nightmare. Oh, jeez. Applying for relief, benefits, insurance, insurance identification, financial records, etc. So she has dived into that and is helping people understand how to go through that process. Oh, and, God, that sounds horrible. And how important it is, but trying to be a resource. So, again, God bless yeah. you, ma'am. Yeah. Um, and she mentions that five years later, she still cries every day. It is not an easy thing to move on from, she and I'm her husband. sure. But is telling those folks, develop as much patience, patience as you can, because it's going to take a long oh. time. And then there's another gal, uh, Sandy Gerhart, who is on Facebook offering the kind of advice she wishes she'd had when her family's home was destroyed. Don't wait to find a new place to live, even if you're going to rebuild. Build up your patience for the long process of insurance. Uh, understand your perspective in life will never be the same. Don't neglect your mental and spiritual health, all of that stuff. So again, victims helping victims in a way that makes me proud for once in my life to be a homo sapien. Um, so anyway, good for you people. I really, really admire it. Um, but then you have this. Perhaps I should have done this first and the heartwarming man human beings can be mm. wonderful things second. Uh -oh. I almost wish I had. Uh oh. This will also sound familiar to uh, folks in Northern California. Um, during the, nine, uh, the 2019 wildfire season, one of the worst Maui had ever seen, Hawaiian Electric concluded it needed to do, to do far more to prevent its power lines from emitting sparks. 
The utility examined California's plans to reduce fires ignited by power lines, started flying drones over its territory, vowed to take steps to protect its equipment and its customers, etc. Nearly four years later, the company has completed very little of that work. Between 2019-2022, it invested less than $245,000 on wildfire-specific projects on the island. Regulatory filings show it didn't seek state approval to raise rates to pay for a broad wildfire safety improvement until last year, and it hasn't received it. Nothing's happening. But they invested a tremendous amount of time and money and energy into green energy programs. Yay! Just like in California, the utility has long been a force in Hawaii politics and business. Hey, PG&E, California, that ring a bell? Uh, uh, let me find the stuff about the green energy deal. Um, it's been a huge priority in Hawaii. The governor of Hawaii is a big fan of the UN's uh, green energy programs. Um, and while they were ignoring their fire risk responsibilities during that period, the company was undertaking a state mandated shift to renewable energy. Um, that was where all of their priorities and money went. That's, you know, long story short. Well, you're right. You should have done those stories in reverse order. Yeah. You left a bad taste in my mouth before I head to the break. Yeah, I finally came up with this statistics. Uh, let it suffice to say they poured all their money and time and energy into being green instead of preventing horrifying Holocaust-like wildfires that would kill entire families. New Fox poll out. We'll hear a little from Vivek, who's going to be the star of next week, I think, among other things on the way. Armstrong and Getty. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. And recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry. Back to Iguodala. Up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. 
Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Armstrong and Getty Show. couple of headlines have just come across. One silly and cringeworthy, one apropos of the conversation we're about to have. First, from the New York Post. Youth-obsessed tech tycoon Brian Johnson. I'm not sure I know that tech tech tycoon, do you? Anyway. No, I don't think so. Youth-obsessed tech tycoon Brian Johnson touts penis rejuvenation therapy. Hmm. I don't know what that is, but I may look into it myself. Wow. This headline also. More important. Uh, similar to what I saw on MSNBC today. So they did a big, long, I mean, must have been a dozen minutes or so lead up to the whole district attorney in Fulton County, Georgia, has set a date for the trial, and it's early March, and it's right before Super Tuesday, and blah, 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 blah. And they went through the calendar and the other cases and making it fit and how it would affect Super Tuesday and this and that and all this sort of stuff. And then they went to their legal analyst, and they said, how likely is it that the case actually starts on that date? And the guy said, the woman said, not a chance. <laughs> I thought, <laughs> maybe I should have asked her before you set up all that other stuff that was a complete waste of time. Now I'm looking at this headline, CNN legal analyst doubts Fonny Will. Is it Fonny? Is that the way we're saying it? Fonny, I Fonny. think. Uh, says there's no planet where Trump is tried in March. Not happening, says the CNN legal analyst. So any conversation you hear about that is just flapping your gums for killing time. It's, it ain't going to happen. Imagine that. Cable news channels spouting bullcrap just to keep you tuned in, though they know it's false. Also, I'll point this out. This was my meandering conversation. Um, NB- MSNBC touting a actually an ABC poll. But the headline is, half of Americans think Trump should suspend his 2024 campaign. Those kind of polls are so misleading to me that we are exactly a 50-50 nation. I mean, almost exactly. So anytime you hear half the country thinks this, well, yeah, that doesn't Mm -hmm. really mean anything. And if it's slightly more than half, okay, big deal, margin of error, whatever. But yeah. see, it's not surprising to me that half the country who says they would vote for Biden thinks, thinks Trump should suspend its campaign. It doesn't doesn't mean anything to me. So. And we are so, in a way, in the past we weren't really, so tribal that we will say what our tribe says, whether we really think that or not. Yeah, it's, it's extra meaningless. 50-50 on like everything, yeah. More from my meandering thoughts around all of this. I was doing a deep dive on William Jennings Bryan last night, which I've always been wow. fascinated with that character. The great populist. The great commoner. He was a populist. Yeah. And uh, he was, the reason I was looking into it is he's, he's Trump is about to be a three-time nominee for president for one of the major parties. The only other time that has happened is William Jennings Bryan in 1896, 
1900 and 1908. Skips 1904 for uh, weird reasons, but he was tired. <laughs> he almost won against McKinley the first time around, but then it became increasingly kind of a joke as he kept getting the nomination and getting his ass kicked. But um, well, and he was one of those guys who the better you got to know him, the less you liked him. Well, he was he, he was a populist also, though, as is Trump, and you know you get a wave and uh, and all that sort of stuff. We got debates coming up next week. I uh, there, there's so much emphasis put on the debates, and it's it's like it's hard to craft a worse way to try to decide who ought to be the candidate or who or who ought to be president. I mean, it just how did we come to this place that we decided debates are the thing? Debates, wait till the debate, first debate. That's when it's just it's a it's a it, there'll be sound bites coming out of the debate. History shows this shows us that whoever has the best soundbite of the next day doesn't not only does not necessarily win that, there's no relationship whatsoever to them winning <laughs> and it's become a weird like half uh who's more impressive as a torch carrier which is fine that's what a candidate is but also a what do i think the party's platform ought to be which is often heavily influenced by who's the slickest communicator. So because some dweeb thinks we ought to have a fiscal restraint and, uh, and a, a sound, aggressive, but conservative foreign policy, um, because they're a dweeb, nope, the Republican Party is going to be what the exciting guy says it ought to be, which is right. extra loony. But so we more than ever, we've got this emphasis on your just personality, your je ne sais quoi, your charisma. It's 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 a bigger deal now than it's ever been before. And I'll tell you who ain't going to fare well on that, I don't think, is Ron DeSantis, poor guy. I mean, he's super smart. I love all the stuff he's done in Florida. I think he'd be a great president, but he just does not have... He is not going to pop because of this debate. Can you see a world in which he pops out of this debate? I'm going to wait and see. I, I agree it's it's less likely than not. Um, he's, he's, you know, it, it reminds me of, uh, several bands that I've liked, some that made it, some that didn't, uh, people just keep thinking, you know, if they have the right venue or if they tour the right country, or if they take a little different approach, they're really going to hit it big. And sometimes those people are right. And sometimes they never hit it big. I, I admired Santos. I think he's brilliant. Um, I'm hoping he shines in the debate, but I could get odds. I just, I just can't even imagine that he will. And it's for the reasons that I just said. That's the reason I don't like debates. It's the worst way to like judge this sort of thing. And unfortunately, his talents do not line up with what we do with debates, especially now, more than even years ago. At least years ago, they were often drone fests about policy. No, no, no. Mm -hmm. Now it's zingers and applause and... All that sort of stuff. You know who is... I don't, want, I, I don't want exclusively governors. But instead of a zinger fest, how about you run a state for a while and we see how it goes as an audition? Right. And if we, if we were a grown-up country, people would just, like, submit their ideas and we would all read them. <laughs> right. I mean, if we, if we, if we really cared about... Anyway, I'm building this all up to, I think, the star of next week in the debate and who's going to jump. And it's partially out of the Fox poll that's out today in which Vivek has gone up a half dozen points while DeSantis has dropped a half dozen points since the last Fox poll is more people are seeing Vivek Ramaswamy. And he is just really good as a speaker. He's just he's just really good at it. 
And uh, yeah, let me uh, let me add to my comments about governors. I think somebody who's been very successful in business is absolutely worth t- taking a look at too. And he has been. He's dang near a billionaire. Anyway, here's a little uh, taste of Vivek. If you haven't caught his act yet, answering the question around trans stuff, which is often a very thorny question for Republicans. I don't have a negative view of same-sex couples. I believe that we live in a country where free adults should be free to dress how they want, behave how they want. That's fine. But you don't oppress, you don't become oppressive by foisting that on others. And that especially includes kids, because kids aren't the same as adults. We have a tyranny of the minority in this country. And I refuse to say that that somehow changes the language we use, changes how women compete in sports, changes which bathrooms people use, and let alone change the way we indoctrinate our children. No, I stand against that kind of tyranny, and I will do it with civility. I will do it with respect for every human being. It's all so subtle, but for some reason, some people can say that kind of stuff and not sound mean and angry like him. And some people sound mean and angry. And the happy mm-hmm. warrior tends to. Trump is a weird combo of that. He's a, everything is going to hell while being a happy warrior. It's like fun to be at one of his rallies where he's talking right. about everything going to hell. Whereas You're like right. when Bob Dole came out and said everything's going to hell, he left <laughs> miserable. <laughs> you leave a Trump place like you're at a party, even though he was talking about everything's going to hell. So it's just, it's all, again, this aspect of it being about your personality and charisma thing is not good, but that is the way we do it. I think Vivek... Boy, what a great observation about Donald Trump. This is a bit of an old reference, but it's like uh, two members of Metallica uh, teamed up with two members of the Banana Splits to form a (laughs) band. (laughs) Or the Archies or something. (laughs) Wow, I'm sorry, I interrupted. Go ahead. Well, well, anyway, I think because of the way we judge debates and because of the skill sets, the way they match up, I think it could absolutely be the end of the Ron DeSantis campaign. I think it comes to an end next week in that... Any remaining big-time donors, and all the pundits I read say they're very, very lukewarm on DeSantis right now and giving him more money, are going to say, that's it. He just does not have it. So Jack is head-over-heels, gaga, puppy-loved, horny teenager for Vivek Ramaswamy. The dark side coming up in a moment. (laughs) I I don't uh, appreciate the characterization, but... So a quick word from our friends at Simply Safe Home Security before you take off for that final trip of the summer, maybe long weekend. Protect your home with the latest innovation from Simply Safe Home Security. 24-7 live guard protection. It's designed to help stop crime in real time. So dig it. If an intruder breaks into your home, Simply Safe professional monitoring agents can actually see, speak to, and deter them through the new smart alarm wireless indoor camera. I hope hey, you have- hole. Hey, hole. How'd you like your, your butt kicked? How would you like me to kick your face in? That's right. We're watching you. We're recording you. The cops are on their way, you jackass. So the upside is, of course, they catch the bad guy or he runs out before stealing stuff. The downside is you're going to have to get your carpets cleaned when he urinates himself when somebody starts (laughs) talking to him. It's worth it. 
Simply Safe professional monitoring agents can warn intruders they're being recorded. Cops are on their way, and 24 7 live guard protection is made possible by the new Smart Alarm wireless indoor camera available with the Fast Protect monitoring plan. Uh, the Smart Alarm indoor camera, only indoor security camera that can trigger the alarm and instantly deter intruders with a built in siren. And there's more to it, but you can check it out at the website. Uh, go to simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. A&G listeners get a special 20% off any Simply Safe system, which you customize for your home uh, when you sign up for a free month trial of Fast Protect monitoring. Limited time only. Again, it's customized for you and your needs. Simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. Simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Bob Dole listens to Armstrong and Getty. Says who? Bob Dole says who? <laughs> That's from way back in the day. Um, I, I should throw in this, uh, speaking of Bob Dole or Vivek or anything like that, I follow this whole presidential stuff as a sport. I've spent, God, I've read so many books about it and spent so much time thinking about it. I just, I follow it as a sport. Who's got it? Who doesn't have everything? It's not, I'm not promoting them that I want them to win or want them to lose or appreciate their policies. It's all about the how good are you at this? I remember wow, I got killed so all the time. Wow, your pants are half down for Vivek Ramaswamy. I remember getting and killed. And now you're, now you're denying it. I remember in 2008 when I was getting killed all the time for talking about how great Barack Obama is at this. No, I wasn't promoting right. him. I wanted to be president. He's just flipping amazing at running for president, which he was. Yeah, yeah true. All right, well, that's that's a good, uh, good uh, disclaimer. Now people kind of understand where you're coming from, and I would agree. So... I have some objections to uh, Mr. Ramaswamy, although he has a number of stances that I love so much. I want to jump up and down like a high school cheerleader, um, including uh, the way the you woke stuff. Your, you with your policy. Oof. Yeah, well, that's me. That's why caring I no about friends. the way the country's run. Oof. Rarely invited to cocktail parties, etc. Uh, I'll drink you dry and prattle on about policy. When does it start? <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but he's just so good on identity politics and the woke stuff. I actually appreciate the fact that he is calling some of the whistleblowers like Edward Snowden and Julian Assange as important and, and in the right now, a couple of those, Snowden's a little complicated in some ways, but they were blowing the whistle on government intrusion into our liberties. Um, you know, I could go into, he's, he's pro-life. On the other hand, he's super anti-funding the Ukraine war in a way that I find, like, militantly unsupportable. No, I couldn't disagree with him more on that. And he's in favor of vastly expanding the president's uh, powers. Ruling by executive fiat, executive orders wholesale. I'm not sure there's any stopping that trend. I sure as hell like to, but he's in favor of it. Yeah, yep. He's, as many people have said, he thinks Trump didn't go far enough on everything. He's also in favor of firing half the uh, federal workforce and eliminating collective bargaining for government employees. I love that idea. Well, great applause. Love it, love it, love it. I'll tell you this, and this is stupid, and, and if you want to call me stupid, you can email or text, or I'll just concede in advance that it's a little weird. My sixth sense is tingling. He's the character in the movie who seems great and turns out to be the evildoer. There's something going on. Too good, too slick, wow. too something. I think he is going to be the talk of the day after the debate. But, of course, it all depends whether Trump shows up. That makes a big difference. Do you think Chris Christie will see this latest poll where Vivek 
jumped up and could be like the second place guy now? Is he going to turn some of his uh, vitriol against Ramaswamy? Gosh, I don't I don't know what animates Chris Christie other than lust for Krispy Oreos. Krispy Kreme. <laughs> We're all wow. thinking it's so cheap, yet so enjoyable. Why don't we take a break like before this Kreme degenerates itself. any further? So cheap, so delicious. Yes, stay tuned. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. We got this text. Jack, don't forget Grover Cleveland. And if I had a dime for every time I get the text, Jack, don't forget Grover Cleveland. How could you forget Grover Cleveland? How could you? Very quick note. Remember last week, every news outlet was telling us the Hawaii wildfire was caused by climate change. Oh. No, it was caused by a negligent utility that invested in green energy instead of fixing its lines. It's funny how they lie. Marxists lie. They just lie. Anyway. Excellent point. If this hasn't already happened in your schools because you live in a blue state, it's about to get ready. Nate Foy of Fox News from New Jersey to explain the basics. The vice president of the New Jersey Board of Education tells Fox News today that he hopes the judge will recognize parental rights. Any poor child that's expressing as trans, what they need is they need love and they need guidance. And the parents are best suited to that. To think that the state is going to step in and decide that they're going to handle that, it's, it's wrong. Another state regulation passed two weeks ago allows students to take sex education classes based on their gender identity, not their biological sex. So a biological boy could take a girl's sex ed class. The state argues discriminatory policies put transgender kids at risk, but school board members believe their policies will have the opposite effect. We also have heard that you know, the best way to prevent teen suicide is through parental involvement. So our question was, you know, at what point do we become the, the guardians over children? So you got a couple of things. Number one, the state school board's at war with the legislature. The legislature says you can't tell the parents if a kid's uh, going trans, which is despicable for many reasons. And they've also said, yes, you can take the sex ed of the gender you identify with. So you as a young man who claims you're a girl because you're confused can learn all about menstruation and ovulation and that sort of thing. Are you freaking kidding me? Idiotic. Now, this next clip is notable in particular for the attorney general. The head lawyer who's arguing in favor of this woke policy, listen to how he answers the judge's question. A statement from the New Jersey Attorney General's office reads in part, quote, these new policies violate New Jersey's law against discrimination, one of the strongest civil rights laws in the nation. Now, the judge pressed the state on whether this applies for a five-year-old who changes genders. Listen to this. I think that type of issue is going to come up as much as a five-year-old. But what if it does? Well, if it does, I think that they, we have, I think the guidelines that exist at the time, um, you know, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll cover that. Whatever the judge decides will be in effect when school starts in these three districts in just three weeks. So, no, we're not going to tell the parent. We'll take care of it here at the school because we will raise the child. And the judge says, what if, what if the kid's five years old? Well, I don't think that'll happen a lot. And the judge said, yeah, what if it does? Long, stammering, idiotic arguments saying nothing. The answer is, yeah, we'll raise that five-year-old, too. The sooner we get them, the better. You know, the rhetorical club 
we're all beaten with around all these arguments all the time is the suicide risk. Because the idea of a teen committing suicide is so awful and just, you know, nobody even wants to go there as a thought. But of course, what's where did the statistics come from? Single study, highly flawed. And the European countries that are engaging in, imagine this, evidence-based medicine have found no data to suggest that gender-affirming care leads to better mental health outcomes, including suicide. It's fiction. Because that's the, like I said, the rhetorical club that's used all the time. Right. That's a good point. We do four hours every single day. Well, every weekday. we got to rest. God rest. So we got to rest. So much work. Uh, <laughs> we do four hours every day. If you miss an hour, get the podcast. Armstrong and Getty On Demand. Armstrong and Getty. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.